0: You can go ahead and be opening up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. We're going to be there in just a moment. But just, uh, you know that song that we were just singing, uh, that is the most amazing thing about God. It's, it's not His power and His majesty and even His holiness, but it's His love toward you and me. And uh, I was just thinking that it just when we first started singing that, and it just gripped my heart, and I, I tried to look up the passage right quick, and I couldn't think of the reference. But there is a, a, a reference, and I believe it's in Psalms, where it talks about the Lord singing over us. And, uh, and that just kind of grabbed my heart as we were singing that. You know, we, we talk about, well, I can't get, wait till we get to heaven and hear that heavenly choir. I can't wait till I get to heaven and hear Jesus sing. And what motivates him to sing is his love for you and me. That ought to motivate us to sing. (laughs) That ought to motivate us to, to worship him as we've been looking at this answering the call. That is the one thing that is consistent because it's just his nature. And not just because it's, it's just his nature. I mean, that, that, that's who he is, is how much he loves us. He doesn't have to call to us, but he does. He wants us. He wants us to not only go through the act of worship because he's worthy of that. He just wants us. He wants to be with us. He wants to meet with us, he wants to lead us, he wants to help us, he wants to save us, he wants to use us. And uh, that's what these calls, this answering the call, is not just trying to say, well, I think that sounds good, I think I'll do that, no. It's getting to that point in our lives that, because we know him, whatever he says, we'll do. Because he loves us because of who he is and how much he cares for us. Whatever you tell me to do, Lord, I'll do. That, that's what, you know, as we've been looking at this, I, I think that's been the overall theme of, 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 of these calls that we've been looking at. And it's no different with the call today. Although it may not be as, as, as obvious, the call is very obvious but the, the root of that call is, is there just like these other calls we've looked at uh, as well. This is in Matthew chapter 4. This is early on in Jesus' ministry, but I've been saving it toward the, toward the last of this series uh, because I wanted to build the foundation we've been looking at uh, before we get to this and not just jump into this. Uh, but in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 uh, Jesus says there, well, it's describing Jesus. This is really uh, right after he has been baptized. He went into the wilderness for temptation. He's come out. He started his ministry. He started preaching. And uh, he's there in Galilee, the first part of his ministry. It says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, now skips some of the, the activity that we read about. In Luke and we'll get to that in just a moment but then it it skips right to his call here in verse 19 where it says then he said to them follow me and I will make you fishers of men and they immediately left their nets and followed him going on from there he saw two other brothers James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in the boat with Zebedee their father mending their nets and he called them And immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. This call is very obvious there in verse 19 as he calls out to them to come and to follow him and he will make them. Fishers of men. Now, as we've been looking at these callings, just a reminder that each one of these callings is based in a reality. And the reality, there's there's a lot of reality to this calling, but the primary reality of this calling is that people need Jesus. People everywhere need Jesus. Everyone in this room needs Jesus. And everyone outside of this room, everyone that stays, uh, that is in their homes, in their beds, everyone that doesn't know Jesus needs Jesus. And, And so people need the Lord. And then each one of these callings comes with a calling of of hope, a calling of encouragement, a a calling to something better. And that better is, is that people can be rescued from their sins. Jesus can do that. That's what he does. That's why he came. That's who he is. He is the Savior. That's what Jesus means. It means Jehovah is our Savior. And that's, that's who he is. He is the Savior. He rescues people from their sins. He saves us from our sins. But that with each one of these callings, there's not only that, that reality and that hope, but then there is to reach that hope, to see that hope come to pass, that means there's got to be some changes in our place. Hence, a calling out to us. There's got to be some changes that take place in our lives. And so what's the change? We've got to go and tell. We've got to reach out. We're the ones that have got to share the gospel. And so this call is is, is pretty obvious. And and I hope you understand this, that that in this series, as we've been looking at these callings, the callings that, that Jesus has for us, each one of these callings, as comforting as they are, as powerful as they are, in each one of these callings, he's calling us to a whole different life than we've been living. That's what his calling is. It is is a calling to a different, understand this. The the church has watered down the message so much that, and and we don't want to water down the message but I think we've bought into some of this that that what Jesus comes, Jesus offers a better life. That's kind of what the message that we hear but I want you to understand, that's not biblical. Jesus doesn't offer a, a better version of the life that you have, he offers a totally different life. That is what it means to follow after Jesus. It means that we're willing to live a totally different life than we have been living with a totally different purpose and a totally different lifestyle. Now, as we look at this calling, I do before I, I, I get into this, and and we're gonna move pretty quickly. I hope uh, this morning and stuff. But I, I want you to notice who we, who this call is to before you start turning this out and say, well, this is a preacher calling to preachers, or or calling out to those that are called into full time mission service. And yes, I if you are uh, have that calling upon your life to to full time ministry or full time missions or or whatever that that case might be. That that is true. But that's not the who Jesus was. Issue in this calling too he was calling out to fishermen he was calling out to just folks all right he was calling out to to whosoever that's the the nature of uh, of the gospel it is for whosoever will and so he's calling any this is a calling to to any one of us and to all of us But the calling is there is that if we choose to follow Jesus Christ, our life must change. We don't change in order to earn the gift of eternal life. We change because the one who loves us so much changes us. Our our purpose has changed. We don't love ourselves anymore. We don't just love the, the things of this world anymore. We love him and him alone. And therefore, everything in our life changes. That's what Jesus meant by the narrow way that 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 although all of us are, are called to this, to go this way, it is a, a narrow way because it calls for a, a, a change don't say that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ when you're not following Jesus Christ because that's what it means to be a disciple that's what it means well this morning I, I want to look just real quickly at the source the force and the course that's what we're, we're going to be going through and then I want to spend some time with some application uh, there. I want to spend as, as much time as I can on that, that application, but I want us to work through this because we, we got to have this proper foundation before we build that application uh, upon it. First of all, notice the, the source, the source of, of this calling that he has here. In verse 19, that's where we're, our focus is, is the calling that is there. It says, then he said to them, who is he? It's Jesus. Jesus is speaking here. Jesus is calling out to them. The Jesus that would die on the cross for their sins, the Jesus that has died on the cross for our sins and was raised from the dead, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the one we were just singing about that loves us so much, that's him. He's the one that is speaking. He's the one that is issuing the call. He said to them, follow who? Follow me. Follow Jesus. That's what he is saying there. And he says, and I will make you fishers of men. You see, the he and the me. See, we're not, the, the, cor- the, the source of our calling is this. We're not, we're not called to follow a plan. We're not called to just obey some rules. We're not just called to, to line up our life with certain laws or live a certain way. We're not following a way, rules, or, or a plan. We're following a person and his name is Jesus. It is a personal relationship where he interacts. We, we meet with him. He, he leads us. He guides us. He fills us. He strengthens us. He goes with us. And our purpose is all about him. He is the source. This call, first of all, it's a call to the glorious one. And all these calls are a calling to him, a calling to the glorious one. We've looked at these calls. Let me just remind you in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 where he said this, he said, and and that calling to forgiveness and that calling to to cleansing in our lives that we need so desperately where he talks about our our sins uh, being as, as scarlet and they'll be white as snow and red like crimson and white as wool. He starts off where he says, come now, let us reason together. He's calling us to himself. Not only there, but in the calling we looked at in, in Matthew chapter 11 for those that are, are, are weary, for those that are, are burdened down. This is what he said He said, Come to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Then we looked at the calling in John chapter 7, that calling that that where rivers of living water will flow through us. What did he say? He said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And then, even last week, when we looked at that call to prayer that he has there, what did he say? He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in what, not a what, a who, in me, in me. The works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. It is a call to this glorious one. That is, before we even get into sharing the gospel with the world around us, we must come to the glorious one. That is the motivation that we have. It's not out of guilt. It's not out of duty. It's not out of obligation. It is out of love and adoration to the one who has given his life for us. It's a call to the glorious one. This God wants us so much that he allowed his son to die for us. It's amazing. And because the son died for us, we can come to him Access has been granted. We can have a relationship with him. And because he has done this, he is our everything. He is, our, he is, is, he is the one that, that leads everything that we do. He is our purpose for living. He is the one that guides us. We want to honor and glorify him. And that leads to a totally different life than we were living before. It's a call to the glorious one. That is key that we understand that but it's also key that we understand as we run to this glorious one that he has a glorious work for us to do there's a call to the glorious work and with each one of those verses that we've already looked at it is there as well in Isaiah chapter one yes he said come to me Come now, let us reason together. But what is the reasoning? The reasoning is the forgiveness. That we need, though our sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as wool, though they'll be red like crimson, they shall, though they'll be white as snow, they'll be red like crimson, they'll be white as wool. And we're not the only ones that need forgiveness. Everyone needs this forgiveness. Everyone that we love, everyone that we know, everyone that we hate, and by the way, you shouldn't hate anyone, (laughs) but everyone needs the forgiveness of Jesus. It's not a message to keep to yourself. It's a message worth sharing. And the same with the 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 calling that he gives us in in Matthew chapter 11 that come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. We're not the only ones that that are burdened. People around us are burdened. People around us are beaten down. People around us are are weary and they need to take up his yoke. They need to come to him. Not only that, but it's even more obvious in John 7 where he talks about if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. But then in, in verse 30, he says but he who believes in me the scripture said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water he's talking about that's not flowing just to to benefit us that's flowing for the benefit of others that that we come to jesus and he satisfies us and we can share with others where to drink and that's very obvious in the call to prayer in john chapter 14 he says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also in greater works than these. And the greater works are impacting works upon the world and the people around us. This God, this glorious God calls us into this relationship with him and he wants to use us to bring others into relationship with him. And by the way, that's plan A and there is no plan B. That's why he established his church. That's why he gave us the Great Commission and all these other commands. It's because we're it. We are the body of Christ on this world. If people are going to see Jesus, they're going to see it in us or they're not going to see him. Not only that, as the body of Christ, we need to lay aside every difference that we have and work together to see people come to know Jesus. Working together as one body, under one head, Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. But understand the call to the glorious one must come first. The works of are not the main thing. The one is the main thing. Now, I understand this. We, we talk a lot, and, and I share that, and I understand what people are saying when they're talking about being gospel-centered. We, we want to center everything we do around around sharing the gospel, but the center of the gospel is Jesus Christ. And we must be Jesus-centered. And if you are Jesus-centered, you will be gospel-centered. And if you're not gospel-centered, then you're not Jesus-centered. But the reason for everything we do comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ that is real and he is Lord of our lives and he is leading our lives. And if you don't have that, you will not share the gospel effectively. That's the motivation for everything that we do. That's the source. Now look at the force. The force in verse 19 Back in, in, we're back in, uh, in Matthew chapter four, where he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The force, what is the movement? What is the, we are to follow after him. Follow after him. That means full heart surrender. That means a heart commitment that we love him so much. We'll do anything and everything for him. It means a total surrender where we hold nothing back from him. He is Lord over every area of our life. That's what it means to follow after him. It means full movement. Following involves movement. And so all day, every day for him, full heart surrender. And full life service. That's the movement of following, where we are led by Him, and everything we do is for Him and for His glory. We do all for His glory. Everything that we do in life is for His glory. Our work, our family, uh, our breathing, everything that we do is for His glory, and we do it with a purpose. We are on mission for Him. That's the force. And then quickly, the course, the course. If we're going to follow him, what does he say here? Follow me, you follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We're called to cast the net. To cast the net of the gospel. That's how they fished. They didn't try to trick people into believing. And to, they didn't try to trick fish into, into believing they were getting something. They cast the net. That's the way they fished. They didn't have these tricky baits that looked like a frog or looked like a minna or looked like a worm and, and had a hidden hook within them. That's not how we fish either. Because if you hook something that away, then when they get off the hook, they're going to go back to where they, they wanted to be because they didn't want the hook. We just cast the net. That's what we're called to do, is to cast the net. Matter of fact, uh, in Luke and in, in this passage I talked about I mentioned that that was went on in between there Luke tells us some details about it the way this happened the way this came down was is that they were out there fishing and as they were fishing they weren't catching any fish and it was it was early in the morning or late at night however you want to see it and they were coming back in and and they were doing that and Jesus said if he caught any fish he was on the shore and they said no and he said cast it out on the other side and they thought well we've been fishing all night we're experienced fishermen don't know who this dude is or who he thinks he is but what is he telling us no, and they may have thought all that but they went ahead and cast the net on the other side and they got so many fish they couldn't bring it in that's why they're mending their nets and that's what we're called to do is just cast the nets where Jesus tells us to that's our work go where he sins cast the net where he tells us to cast the net We're to cast the net and we're to love people. He says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of what? Of men. Now, he's not talking about male adults here. He's talking about everybody that needs the gospel, and that's everybody. Men and women, boys and girls. All of us. God loves people. And we need to be with God, and he'll fill our heart with people, and we need to be with people, developing a love for them. That's the hard thing about COVID, is that it's cut us off from people. Even when we're with people, we're not with people. We've got to keep our social distance and things like that. And I, I, I understand precautions and things like that, and you don't want to put yourself at risk, but we've got to love people. And if you love God, He's going to put it in your heart. So, this is the source, the force, the course. Here comes the application. As I mentioned earlier, who is this addressed address to? Every one of us. See, I'm not preaching to a room full of possible missionaries. I'm preaching to a room full of missionaries who are either doing it or not. We're all missionaries. If you know Jesus Christ, you are a missionary. You're either doing it effectively or not. We're we're all called. This is, he calls all of us to be fishers of men. And this is not the only, over and over, matter of fact, after the resurrection, it, it, it mentions uh, several different times. I mean, he said, go and teach all nations. Make disciples of all nations. He said to, to go and to preach the gospel to every creature. He said that repentance and the remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. He said, as the Father sends me, so send I you. And he said that the the Holy Spirit will come upon us. We shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we are to be his witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and, and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's five different times as well as this that I think Jesus wants us to tell people about him. And where are we to do this? Do it wherever he puts you. And do it everywhere he puts you. We're missionaries at work. We're missionaries in our neighborhood. We're missionaries in our family. Everywhere he has put us, we're to be missionaries for him. Loving God and loving people. But not only that. But every one of us has a responsibility and a calling to move out even further and be a part of a church that is spreading the gospel all over the place. Wherever he tells us to cast the net. And here at Underwood Baptist Church, you have the opportunity to do that. We have mission trips that are that are coming up up on the screen. We, we've got some of these these that are coming up. Matter of fact, February the 19th and 20th, that's coming up real soon that we're going to be going to to the coast. You can still get in on that. Just go down there that weekend, leave out on a Friday, get back on a Sunday evening uh, and and be a part of just of a, a great miss ministry team that is, is already down there that, that ministers on the coast and be a part of the parade uh, going out and, and giving the gospel, giving tracts and 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 things to to people that that need to know about the love of Jesus. We've got our association is going to Brazil. That's coming up pretty close. But if you've already, uh, I was, uh, brother Eddie said, if you've already got your. Uh, uh, your uh, passport and stuff. You can join up with them March 16th and the 24th. Brother Jerry is going on on that trip. We're going to Honduras, June the 14th through the 21th. Andy Ed and sitting right back there. You can talk to him. Matter of fact, after this service, you can talk to him, talk to some of the others uh, that have, are going on that that trip uh, as well. Uh, and, and so you can be a part of that. New Orleans, that's our youth. Our youth are doing a mission trip this summer, June the 19th through the 25th. 25th, and if you're a a high school student, you definitely need to be going. You're a junior high student, you definitely need to be going, but we we need to have so many students going that we need a lot of adults going as well and being a part of that mission trip. You can talk to Brother Matt about that. We're going to Alaska, July the 8th through the 16th, and gonna be helping Jordan and Hannah and the work that was uh, going on up there. Last year, we helped with Vacation Bible School, saw a little girl give her life to Jesus. And so, you can be a part of that uh, as well. And then in Memphis, we're looking at helping uh, Josh uh, Allen there in uh, Memphis with the church plant that he has going on, and we we ain't got the exact dates yet. We're working on that. But Trey's going to take a team. We're going to hopefully have some college students, but we want adults to come alongside as well uh, because we don't have as many college students in the summer. And you can help out with that. There's opportunities that are there. You can go. And the question is, where does God want you to go? There are other trips that, uh, as well. Our association, they're going to, uh, uh, to uh, um, uh, the Middle East and going to be over in, in, in there helping our missionaries out over there. There's a conference that they'll be doing that all our missionaries will come in and be encouraging them and helping the and ministering to them. Brother Larry's got some trips planned in, in the fall and stuff that he will be going to, to Africa again, I assume that's the, the plan and everything. You can get along, go along with him. There, there are plenty of opportunities that are there. You can go and, and cast the net. And every one of us here this morning needs to be asking, what does God want us to do? There's local, you say, well, what about the people here? Well, you're called to be a missionary where you live. Yes, but, and there's opportunity to reach out into our community here. We've got room in just coming up uh, in a, a little over a week, February the 15th. We're going to have some folks here that need to be loved on, meals that need to be prepared and, and served. to them. You can talk to Tina about that. You can help out with that. Our food pantry uh, is going to be uh, next week, February 14th. We're going to be putting some boxes together. The 15th, we're going to be handing them out. Matter of fact, when is that? Wednesday, we're going to be uh, have a load of... Uh, 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 of meat, that uh, frozen meat that's going to come in that we're going to be loading up. You can help us out with that. See Jerry or, or see Andy about that and you can help us do some of these things. Beast Feast is coming up. They need volunteers uh, uh, to help out with Beast Feast. CIA, that's our Christians in Action when different needs come up in our community or in our church family uh, that you can help out with, with some different things there. You can see Jerry about that. We're uh, working on right now an athletic mentorship for men that we've got some... Uh, some athletes out there that have no male figure, no father figure in their life, and we're going to be having it coming up this sometime in the in the next several weeks. Uh, Matt and Trey are, are working on this to, to work it out. We're going to do a, uh, a meal for for these athletes, bring them in, share with them, and try to hook up some men uh, with them just to be an encourager to them, just to hopefully you know be able to encourage them in their relationship with Christ and and, and doing that. And you can be a, a part. Uh, of that. You'll be hearing more information about that. Matt Daniels is there on campus at UNA with the BCM. They're constantly needing somebody to help with this or help with that. Talk to him and see what you can do there. Uh, We're looking at this this, uh, uh, spring and, and, uh, and in the summer and the fall as well having some different Sunday nights that we set aside as community ministry nights where we take action on something. There's so much that you can do. And Jesus said, if you want to follow me, be fishers of men. Listen, there are people all across there that we're casting the net for. And you can help us cast that net. And then there's other opportunities as well. We've got our North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention, our International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. And they're constantly looking for short-term Midterm, long term, what do we mean by that? College students that can, or some that can do some, some short-term, mid-term type of things where you go and you are uh, maybe spend a week with a missionary helping them out. Maybe spend a month with a missionary helping them out. Maybe spend a summer with a missionary helping them out. Mid-term would be uh, like a college student that's that's graduated or or maybe just taking a break from school that can go and, and spend a year or two there. But it's not just for college students as well. There's some retirees that you've got the income already taken care of And you can go and spend a summer, go and spend a year helping out a missionary. You say, Well, I can't speak the language. Well, the missionary can, and you can help him take care of some things so he can go out and share the gospel. As a matter of fact, every country is looking for people to come teach English. Can you speak English? It's there. There's there even within our United States. There are church planners there looking for. Josh is looking for someone to come and just invest a year or two in Memphis with him and help lead a small group in their home and help with some of the, the weekly things that he does and, so that he can expand his ministry some by just having some, some lay help come and help him for a year, maybe two. He would love that. And the other church planners just like him. See, the question is not are we called? The question is will we go? Will we go? Let me wrap this up right quick. When y'all called me here as your pastor about five and a half, almost six years ago, y'all knew my heart for missions. I think that's part of the reason why you called me here is that Underwood has always had a heart for missions. It still does. And I'm thankful for everything we've been putting up on this screen and the opportunities that we have and have done. But let me tell you, we can do better. We can reach more. And I'm not ready to back off or back up I want to see God do more. You know where my heart is? What I would love to see happen? I would love at Underwood Baptist Church every summer, the attendance to go down here because we're going out into the world every summer. Well, every year, I'd love to see more and more people surrender to the call and, and people going out where they're spending more than, than just a summer. But I'd I take a summer. <laughs> I take a summer of low attendance because people are in Alaska and people are in Honduras and people are in Guatemala and people are 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 in Ukraine and in Germany and in, in Memphis and, and other places as well. And some Sundays our attendance to be I'd be way down because we got a team here and we got a team here and we got a team here and we got these individuals that have given up six weeks of their summer to go and help somebody out. You say, well, what about the finances? God will take care of that. And he can use this church to be a part of that. And he has, and he will. We just need people that are willing to go. And notice, and and, and let me just say this, it is not based just, just because, not out of guilt. I'm not trying to guilt you into doing this. I'm saying God deserves this. Somebody shared the gospel with you. Somebody told you about Jesus. And Jesus has made a way for you to come into relationship with him. And let me tell you, if you spend time with, just with Jesus, if you love God the way we're supposed to love God, his heart will rub off on you and he will fill you with his heart. And let me tell you, he loves people. <laughs> oh, he loves people. And redeeming lost people is his specialty. And so let's be a church that has more than just words on a sign that say, Loves God love people, but that lives it out. This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Underwood Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to the sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God, and we pray that He will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, please go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org. All our contact information is there, and we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you are blessed by today's message.